Good morning. This is Trained by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth, and we are in Job, which is a bit of a valley book. You kind of have to wander through the valley a little bit. There's a lot of shadows in this book. And for those of you that are just joining us, um, Job has is, is been through various trials, lost all of his children in those trials, has a um, condition in which he has boils on his skin, because um, the enemy of our souls asked God to basically it, it challenged God after God said, "Look at look at my servant Job." He said, essentially, you know, if you didn't favor him so much, he wouldn't be like that. And so God said, "You can do anything but kill him." At the very at the very last trial. Um, and so that is where the enemy of our souls got, got to persecute Job. Job doesn't know this. He's surrounded by three companions. I wouldn't call them friends, but companions who are all basically telling him this wouldn't have happened to you if you were doing what was right. So you must have done something wrong or God would not have done this to you. And he's saying, well, God is in control. Totally. I am innocent. I'm not sure what's happening here. And I'd love to hear from God what this is all about. And they just keep berating him. And we're in Job 22. There's 42 chapters in the book of Job. And his his companions have all spoken once and then again. And we're back to the the third time around, believe it or not, that these friends are just berating Job. One of these companions is Eliphaz. And so we we get into an argument here that is just about as ridiculous as the rest of his arguments have been. But which I I have to admit Going through Job um, before, I tended to skip what the other guys had to say because of God's comment about Job's what Job had to say at the end. Um, but it's worth noting because all of us have been through hard times where it really wasn't our fault. It was just something that happened um, that we questioned God similarly. And we have friends around us that say, well, if you hadn't done this or if you hadn't done that, that wouldn't have happened. And Job really looks at that and the motives behind that. So let's just dig into Eliphaz the Temanite in Job 22. Then Eliphaz the Temanite answered and said, can a man be profitable to God? That must be a really interesting view of God. God's up there counting money going, okay, this this guy gets me this much. Like, God cares about money. Anyway. Or maybe he means a different profitable, but I'm not so sure that he does from the rest of what he says here. Surely he who is wise is profitable to himself. Is it any pleasure to the Almighty if you are in the right? Or is it gain to him if you make your ways worthless? Is it for your fear of him that he reproves you? 
and enters into judgment with you. Is not your evil abundant? There is no end to your iniquities. This is the kind of stuff that Job just keeps getting from these companions. For you have exacted pledges of your brothers for nothing and stripped the naked of their clothing. You have given no water to the weary to drink, and you have withheld bread from the hungry. The man with power possessed the land, and the favored man lived in it. You have sent widows away empty, and the arms of the fatherless were crushed. Therefore snares are all around you, and sudden terror overwhelms you, or darkness so that you cannot see, and a flood of water covers you. And earlier, it's very clear that Job didn't do these things. So I'm not sure, quite sure why Eliphaz is bringing it up here. But anyway... Is not God high in the heavens? See the highest stars, how lofty they are. But you say, what does God know? Can he judge through the deep darkness? Thick clouds veil him so that he does not see, and he walks on the vault of heaven. Which again, Job did not say. Will you keep to the old way that wicked men have trod? They were snatched away before their time. Their foundation was washed away. They said to God, depart from us, and what can the Almighty do to us? Yet he filled their houses with good things, but the counsel of the wicked is far from me. The righteous see it and are glad, the innocent one mocks at them, saying, Surely our adversaries are cut off, and when they left, the fire has consumed. So he says two different contradictory things here. Um, then in verse 21, he says, Agree with God and be at peace, thereby good will come to you. Receive instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be built up. If you remove injustice far from your tents, if you lay gold in the dust and gold of Ophir among the stones of the torrent bed, then the Almighty will be your gold and your precious silver. For then you will delight yourself in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. You will make your prayer to him and he will hear you. And you will pay your vows. You you will decide on a matter and it will be established for you. And light will shine on your ways. So basically he's saying if you please God by doing these things. In this case taking all your gold and throwing it in the river. And removing injustice far from your tents. Then, you're, then the Almighty will be your gold and your precious silver. Um... And if you do that, whatever you say will be decided for you. It's kind of like God and God is a genie is, is kind of his take on this. For when they are humbled, you say it is because of pride, but he saves the lowly. He delivers even the one who is not innocent, who will be delivered through the cleanness of your hands. So Eliphaz kind of argues himself into a corner here and then realizes it and then bounces out of that corner and then gets back into that corner and keeps bouncing out of that corner. Um, Job answers Eliphaz and it takes the next couple of chapters to do that. In fact, it takes, yeah, it takes the next couple of chapters to do that. And so we will get into that tomorrow. But for today, let us pray. God, you are not a God who 
gives us a checklist. Who says, you're only right if you do this, this, and this. And if you do this, this, and this, no matter what your mind says or what your heart says about me, you're okay. And I'll do whatever you want. And that's kind of the picture of you that Eliphaz wants to put forward. Like, if you do these things, then God's, you've got God in your pocket. God, we're thankful that you can't be put in any man's pocket. We thank you that you are far above that. And we thank you that you are more than a checklist. Even though all of us have been guilty of trying to approach you in a similar way with maybe a different checklist. So God, forgive us for thinking those things of you. And help us to realize that you do want us to to reach out to you personally. You do want us to pray. You do want us to ask the hard questions. And that we don't need to be afraid of that either in our own lives or to let our friends do that without trying to give some response like we understand what is really going on and we could control it. You are beyond our control. Thank you, God. In the powerful name of Jesus, to you be all the glory and honor and power and kingdom forever and ever. Amen and amen. Hi, this is Trained by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth. And if you need other resources or prayer, please respond to the question at the end of this podcast or to trainedbygrace2 at gmail.com. And let me know what you need. And as, as God has blessed me, so hopefully I can pass that blessing on to you. Remember, God loves you. And... You are one of his excellencies today. Thank you. Have a great day.